and welcome to today's episode of More Money for Teachers. <clears throat> this is where professional educators who are serious about their personal finances can spend a few moments and make those moments profitable. So how do teachers create the lifestyle that they want to live today? And how do they create the pool of assets required for their lifestyle needs in the future? And how do they do that all on a teacher's salary? Those are the questions and this is where you'll find the answers. My name is David Solis, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this information with you today. So lean in, listen close, and learn today's lesson so that you can live well today and live well tomorrow. The title of today's episode is, If You Really Want to Win Financially, Begin by Doing This. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to speak to a few football coaches all of whom had been having tremendous success in building a football program from obscurity into a perennial powerhouse. I want to know how they were able to turn a losing program, which lost year after year, into a winning program that racked up season after season of winning records, undefeated seasons, multiple playoff victories and championships. A simple pattern began to emerge in their answers, and it was this. If you want to start winning, you first have to stop losing. The common theme became obvious when I asked for specific examples of what needed to be done. What they do to turn their program around and to maintain the success. <clears throat> first, they spoke about making every day count. Not just during the season, but every day. In season, off season, spring season, summer season, every single day was important. Every single day mattered. And every single day was an opportunity to improve. So that was the first thing. Quit losing time. That was the message. Second, they all agreed that on offense, a consistent dedication and consistent attention to ball control and ball, con and ball security was a big key. In other words, eliminating costly fumbles and costly interceptions was a huge factor in bringing success. In addition, just eliminating, eliminating negative offensive downs, in other words, the plays in which they had penalties against them or the plays that went backwards and in which they lost yardage. They focused on minimizing and eliminating those plays. So that was the second message, quit losing yardage while on offense. Quit losing the ball to the opponent while on offense. That was the message. Third, they all spoke about the importance of having a disciplined defense, which didn't give up any big plays. They didn't give up the explosive plays. They didn't give up big chunks of yardage on any one given play. Instilling a defensive attitude and a mindset that said, we are going to fight for every blade of grass that alone could carry a team a long way during every game just by protecting field position. It was especially helpful to have great defense during road games. Being able to pack a defense and show up on an opponent's field with a defense that could play lights out was always a tremendous luxury. This was especially true during ball games where the offense struggled. If the defense didn't give up any points, they still wouldn't lose. A field goal would be all they needed to win. The message here was quite clear. Begin with a strong defense and quit 
losing field position. Finally, they spoke of winning the game within the game, the special teams aspect of their program. They took advantage of the fact that most football teams only pay lip service to their special teams. And they intentionally outpracticed, overprepared, and consequently outplayed their opponent on a consistent basis. They intentionally focused on winning the battle for what they called hidden yardage that so many ignore inside the special teams play. They refused to take one third of the game for granted and they practiced their special teams just as intently as they practiced their offenses and just as intently as they practiced their defenses. The message here is that details matter and when nothing is left to chance, you'll quit losing yards unknowingly and unnecessarily inside that game of hidden yardage. So, so far, let's look at all the things they said to quit losing. Quit losing time, quit losing yardage, quit losing the ball, quit losing field position, quit losing yards unknowingly and unnecessarily. So, why is, it that, why is this important with respect to personal finance? What's the lesson we can extract? How can we apply this within our own personal economic model? It's actually very clear and it's a very easy comparison. First, inside the game of personal finances, there's much more opportunity to stop losses than there is to capture gains. This is ex extremely important because the number of losses and the overall volume of monetary losses people experience in actuality usually far exceeds the potential for any supposed gains. If you just stop losing money and bring that money back to your personal economy, it will most likely far outweigh any rates of return that you're chasing. When the opportunity cost is factored in, it's not even close. So, just as winning football programs do not lose time, neither should you. You should begin to focus on your personal economic model right now, and then make every day count. Understanding your personal economic model and becoming efficient with your money should not be a sometimes thing. It should be an everyday thing. Likewise, beginning to use the power of compounding interest and the power of the exponential curve in your favor each and every day is important. Try this and see what happens for you. Next, offensively speaking, you should seek to control your money and keep your money secure, just as winning football seek to control the ball and focus on ball security. You should not give up control of your money to any planned documents, to banks, or financial institutions when at all possible. Likewise, placing your money into secure accounts, which will not be lost, and which make reasonable gains on a consistent basis would be a good practice. This seems like common sense, yet millions of people place their money where their control is limited and their money is prone to loss rather than consistent and reasonable rates of return. So try controlling your money and securing your money and always making, your, making sure your money moves forward. See what happens for you. From a defensive perspective, you should consider placing your money in a position where it does not suffer 
any losses. Imagine what never going backwards would do for your wealth creation. If you limited the losses of your money to taxation, to loads, to high fees, to commissions, and to market losses, this could propel your net worth forward much faster than being in a situation of high taxation, constant loads, higher fees, more commissions, and consistent market losses. It's also important that your financial plan is set up to stop explosive losses, like from a disability event, a critical illness event, a chronic illness event, a long-term care event, or even death. This would be especially powerful when your money was always moving forward. In other words, no major losses ever, in fact, no losses ever, and then always moving forward because you had a good offensive game plan. So try implementing a defensive plan that never gives up losses, never gives up major money losses, and see what happens for you. Finally, with respect to understanding the game within the game of your personal economic model, stopping the hidden losses that are most likely occurring in how you pay your mortgage, your annual tax liability, the retirement plans you fund, the way you pay for major co- or, or the way you pay for college expenses, and the manner in which you make your major capital purchases. A close examination of these would most likely reveal monetary losses to you that you're experiencing unknowingly and unnecessarily. This takes dedication to understand these details of financing and taxation and opportunity costs. But you will be able to stop the losses and bring them back to your personal economic model so that you can spend that money, so you can save that money, and so that you can control those dollars. So try winning the game within the game of your personal economic model and see what happens for you. In summary, it would do your personal economy a lot of good if you focused on controlling your money, securing your money, avoiding major losses, and especially avoiding unnecessary losses of your money. There's far more opportunity to avoid losses that are already being experienced and bring those losses back to your personal economy than there is in trying to chase rates of return. By stopping unnecessary losses, and gaining use and control of this money, it's possible to create wealth and much more wealth without having to take greater risks. In other words, a great defensive strategy and dominating the special teams play of your money will make it much easier for your offense to be effective at scoring. All of this will equal more wins. So if you're interested in learning more information about stopping your losses so that you can begin winning the financial game that you're playing, please feel free to contact me at wealthandincomeforteachers at gmail.com.